Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ball Girls. As always, I'm Haley, joined by Jordan, and today we have a special guest. We have Jessica Kleinschmidt, who is a digital correspondent for NBC Sports Bay Area, also the host of the Bok Talk and the Corked Up podcast, and we are so excited to have her on today. So thank you so much for joining us, Jessica. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm just going to start with the first question here. So your podcast, you just began Corked Up with Rachel Luba during quarantine. Um, how, what inspired you to create that podcast and what do you hope to achieve with it? So it actually started in the first spring training. So we recorded oh. it. So Trevor, ba- she's Trevor Bauer's agent, of course. And I've been a big Bauer fan forever. And she started following me on Twitter and I read this article on her. I was like, okay, this girl's pretty awesome. So I obviously stalked her on social media because that's how you meet people these days. And um, she immediately followed me back and she slid into my DMs and she said, hey, if you're going to spring training, come by. Trevor wants to put you on one of his podcasts. And I was like, I didn't even know Trevor Bauer knew who the hell I was. Like, that's dope. Cool. I'll do it. So a week before I get to spring training, she's like, so here's the thing. I kind of want to experiment. I want to start a podcast, but I like I'm scared of the media aspect. And she gets really self, this is her, these are her words. She's self-conscious of her own voice and which is normal. Like when you first get in the industry, like when I first heard my, my voice or even sometimes I'll be interviewing somebody like Jessica, like stop, but it's like, that's who you are. So she kind of wanted me to be the person to kind of, I guess, soften her up and get into used to being in front of it. So she's like, just come by and we'll experiment. The moment I get there, I'm thinking we're just going to chat for 30 minutes. We talk for three hours. And and so Trevor likes it. He likes the chemistry. And of course, his um, co-owner, Tyke Green, loves it. Producer loves us. And we barely even really talked about sports, which was kind of cool, too, because at the end of the day, her and I could talk sports, but we needed to have like some somewhat of a just ver- or visible verbal connection. And yeah. so we instantly hit it off and everybody loved it. And then as time went on, um, COVID hit. So we kind of took a hiatus there for a bit. And then eventually we got back into it. And it was kind of like a lot of experimentation at first, but we also knew there was no podcast out there like that. No, there's no there's no way you could do what her and I were doing. And the fact that I wanted to learn from her and she wanted to learn from me was really cool. And we were just both like, badass bitches who want to talk about baseball and maybe get a buzz in the process, you know? So it's just cool stuff like that between her connections and my connections. It just felt right. And um, it's actually been ridiculously successful. We've really, it's really cool to have a sports podcast where the demographic is mainly women and that's just not, it's unheard of. Right. So um, it's just been really good. And we've gotten amazing messages about, women being more inspired to pursue whether it's sports or not like my thing is is i want you to be a stay-at-home mom if you want to be a nurse if you want to join the army you need to do it because it's what you want to do it doesn't always have to be sports media and so between her and i we you know it's it's a lot of responsibility but we also wanted it to be entertaining so we just between the both of us we found that common ground and at the end of the day, we wanted that platform and to inspire women and show the world like the bullshit that we go through too, you know, because it's, it's the only thing that we can honestly say is nobody has it like women in the sports industry. And so that's ultimately what our goal was. And people are understanding it. And but we're not complaining. We're just like, this is how it is and everything like that. So as long as people are listening and um, they're getting something out of it, then we're happy. 
perfect. I love the show. So. Oh, good. Thank you so much. That like really makes me happy because it's just been, it's so fun to make and she's one of my best friends too. So like, it's just, it doesn't feel like work, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an amazing podcast, but like you said, it doesn't feel like work, but you do have a podcast that you do for work, Bok Talk. So how did this kind of come to fruition and how do you go about getting the guests that you've had? Because you only have like three episodes and you already have incredible guests on the podcast. I don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty connected. And and that's part of the reason why they gave it to me is because they knew I knew a lot of people in sports. And I also have an open mind, right? I don't want it just to be players that are on the podcast, but we we do have players like your strength is coming on next week. But um, I also wanted people to remind themselves like, oh yeah, this guy's attached to sports or this woman's attached to sports and this and that. So it, it, that still, that doesn't really feel like a job. The only reason why it feels like a job is because rounding up the guests can often feel like babysitting it's just like come on guys especially former players i love them but it's just like sometimes you just gotta like come on man and um everything like that so for me i was lucky enough where i i created my own brand if you will but i created that brand by just being myself and being social and meeting people so to easily have them come on the podcast is never an issue especially now a lot of players ha- want to do media and it's not just to be a broadcaster or anything like that. Like Trevor Plouffe is fucking breaking news. Like, what is that? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And and we, I want to learn from them. They want to learn from me and Dontrell Willis. We just hired him at NBC Sports California. He told me he wants to learn from me. And that is so cool. So it's, it's mainly about a, a mutual respect. Like they know the stuff I have to deal with and vice versa. But it took me a couple years to develop that. So they also know I am in the media and they know when I'm being just the reporter, just the, you know, social media person, and then just just shooting the shit with me. So I try to combine all of those. So if I ask an Astros question, they know it's coming or if they if uh, about COVID or stuff like that. But I'm also going to ask about, you know, hey, I saw you hanging out on the beach with your wife, like, you proposed to her let's talk about that so it's it's kind of like that but I also obviously love talking and (laughs) and I love writing and I love meeting people and learning about their stories and stuff like that so NBC saw that and um I had a show at cut four before NBC hired me and it was no different I was just in my room and it was a YouTube kind of show and so NBC saw that and they're like oh she's good and so the cool thing about a podcast is you can translate it to so many things. You can do the digital stuff, you can do social media, you can do television, which I used to be scared of television. Now I can do that. So it was mainly just making sure every kind of digital platform was covered. So if you want to hear me on Spotify, you can, if you want to turn on the TV, you can, but I want every, I want it to be for something for everybody. So even if you don't like baseball, I still want you to listen to my podcast. So it's kind of like that. And I'm a workaholic, so that certainly helps too. <laughs> well, you do an amazing job. So I really, no, y'all, that really, really makes me happy. That makes me so happy. I really, really appreciate that. Of course. Well, like you said, you're a boss bitch. Another boss bitch that we've seen with the with baseball coming back was Alyssa Nakin making her debut with the Giants. Uh, how do you feel that her role will allow for more opportunities to come for women in sport and even just minorities in sport? That's a great question. And she, the thing that I noticed about her right off the bat, no pun intended, was she was ready for the responsibility. So right after she gets hired, I, I was interviewing a bunch of the Giants players and Brandon Crawford said it himself. He's like, why are, like, no offense, but why do we even have to ask this question? She's qualified. She's good. 
and and the fact that you know she's under Gabe Kapler who has gone through a, an interesting transition because I'm from a liberal liberal area liberal 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 See, I fuck up well, too. Accepted. I, yeah, so so he's from a liberal area, and he when he got hired, it was some controversy behind it. But he took a knee, and then so you're taking a knee again, you know, protesting racial inequality and police brutality right down the first baseline. Mama's coaching first. Are you kidding me? That's fucking amazing. So the the fact that we're from a team that is is in an area where we can do that is great, and we hire someone like Gabe Kapler to show he's down with it too. And that's such a cool thing. So just to show that we're, we're, there's an awareness there and to know that it doesn't matter the color of your skin, what gender you identify as, if you think that you can do it, go out and do it. Because for me, everybody, it was never about, oh, you're a girl. It was like, I know I'm a girl and I only played a, up until a baseball until a certain amount of time. So I will never be able to say me and Michael Morris have the same MLB resume. I will never be able to say that, but damn it, I will work just as hard as him, if not harder. And, it, and it's because I want to learn the game, like teach me. And I've never been you know, upset about learning things or even being constructive criticism or any of that. And I feel she's the same way. Cause same thing. She played softball there's, and people are gonna be like, Oh, cause I'm, I'll, I definitely know it's two different sports. I had to switch from baseball to softball. It is two <laughs> different sports, but she wanted to learn a certain way. Jenny Kavnar, she does play by play for the Rockies. She sat there and played video games with her husband and did the play by play while he was playing. That's how she learned because we didn't get to play, right? We figure yeah. out how to get shit done. And that's the beauty of it. And so it just goes to show like, the road's always gonna be bumpy, right? It's, you know, Jessica Mendoza's of the world, Sarah Spain's of the world. They, the doors are open. It's just always gonna be bum bumpy. But I think that's what the beautiful part is because we still wanna go on that bumpy ride because that's more of the thrill and it's more, I guess, rewarding at the end. And that's ultimately why I, do what I do. And that's why we have women like Alyssa and we have the other women in the minorities doing what they need to do and trying to make baseball sexy. And like Dee Gordon's so flashy and Yasiel Puig's out there licking bats. Like, and those are black men. Like we want to embrace that. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think they open the door and it makes it a little bit easier, not easy, but easier for other people of the minority to do it as well. I think that's the best response we've ever gotten on any question on the show. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And you can tell how passionate you are about your job and other women in the industry. And it kind of leads into the next question I had for you, because there's a lot of controversy going on with obviously like, you know, the Marlins and all the COVID and people are like, is it worth the sports comeback? So as somebody whose sports is their literal job and you've worked so, so hard to be here, what are kind of your thoughts on the comeback? And like, is, you know, do the pros outweigh the cons of sports coming back? Or what are your thoughts on it? Uh, from the beginning, I was very honest. I was like, I'd be shocked if they played 60 seasons. And I'm still kind of there. Um, and only because, you know, I I mean, I'm so lucky, you know, thank, thank God. But I haven't been personally affected by anybody with COVID. I've been very lucky in that those aspects. Um, but it's also, these guys are human beings. And that's part of my job, too, is, yeah, I have to report on what they're doing and whether they go 0 for 4. But I also need to report if they're struggling or if they're not or if there's a lot of things that I see them doing and I shouldn't report because I don't want to be an asshole you know it's just kind of one of those things but I I'm glad they did it 
only for selfish reasons because I love baseball, but it also feels so weird right now. And you can just say, you can see that just by how the guys are playing. Like, obviously I cover the A's most of the time and just the way that they're playing, it just feels different. And I feel like that's good and bad, but it's such a funky, weird. And I, I was just talking to my producer today. It was like, cause Matt Chapman's making errors and that's not what he does. And I, and it's like, the 60 game season brings out the weird in the guys. And I called it like a shit show, but I'm here for that shit show and everything like that. And so it's kind of interesting from those dynamics. But at the end of the day, I do not think that anybody would be totally upset if they did cancel the season because we do care about these guys. They have families a lot. Like Erin Dolan is separated from her husband, Sean Doolittle, because she's high risk. Evan Longoria is not, not living with his wife right now just to make sure that everything's okay. And Mark Canna hasn't seen his family in almost a month. And that's what it comes down to, too. And that's not just because of necessarily the distance, but we don't know the virus yet. We don't know what it's capable of. So, of course, I'm super romantic about the sport, but I'm more romantic about these guys staying healthy and taking care of their families. And I do get it. They have to go out and they have to work in order to get paid. But... They also, I mean, Buster Posey opted out and not one player said, that's stupid. They all had his back. And same with Lorenzo Kane. There's so much support. So that shows how great of a situation it is too. Alex Rodriguez told me, he's like, we have to support these guys. That was me name dropping because he did tell me that. So, um, <laughs> but just stuff like that. So at the end of the day, cool. They play a sport. It's dope, whatever. Sports are great. But these guys are human beings. So either way, I'm okay with it. Um, even if my podcast, one of the podcasts has to get cut off for a bit, I don't care. I really, really don't. And I just, I want them to be okay and everything like that. And, you know, it, it does make you fall in love with the game a little bit more. Of course. Um, so you talked about like the players being united, just accepting each other with how they're going about if they're opting out and such. Um, well, recently we've seen with the Washington football club that 15 women came forward, I believe it was 15, uh, came forward about their experiences with sexual harassment and misogyny. I can never say the word right. <laughs> misogyny. 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 Yeah. My speech impediment's crying right now. But uh, how do you feel? Um, how do you deal with it in your uh, with your field of work? Yeah, you know, because um, Rachel and I talked about this pretty heavily on our podcast, and the first thing I always want to say is we need to believe women. We need to believe women because I've been sexually harassed and the guy still has a job. But here's the thing. When I did go to the upper management, which so this is a minor league. So I called the, the big league club. They were like, we believe you. And that alone was, I was elated. I was like, cool. They believe me. Everything's great. And unfortunately though, they just, they didn't, they couldn't do anything because they weren't his boss or some whatever. And then, I left Reno and this was through the aces and I had lunch with a girl who got a job with the aces. And she told me literally verbatim what I was going through with this individual. So it just goes to show they're still going to be doing it. Right. Um, I think I've developed kind of a personality where I'm like, just don't fuck with me because I just don't. And I, I, I lead with facts. I'm not going to be rude about it, but I, I just know how people need to handle things. And if you see it, you need to say something because if I, so here's the thing, I went forward, I said something, I had no backup. I had nobody that physically could say, and there wasn't any witnesses because it was mainly on social media. Cause like whatever, but it would have been nice 
to know that I had somebody in my corner. And I did. He had my back. He was like, I believe you. Let's figure this out. And he's still, anything I need, he just, he has my back and it's great. But so many times we see it and it's just little things. Like if, if I'm wearing a certain thing, don't make a comment about it. Like there's no need for that. Or if you see me getting disrespected by whether it is a male or a female or whatever they self-identify as, why not just be like, hey, shut up. Don't talk to her that way. And I've been so lucky where I've had those people in my life, but I definitely know that's not the case. And, um, and all I could do is speak on the, cause there was, I think there was two reporters that came through that came forward with how they were, um, being mishandled. And, and so I can only speak like in that relation. Um, and they also spoke about in, in the Washington organization, how it was a toxic environment. And I know what it's like to be an intern. I know what it's like to start and like, you're going to get crappy hours, like the whole go get me coffee. Like that never happened with me, but you do a lot of bullshit work and that just is what it is. But I've never heard anybody saying it's a toxic environment. I'm unhappy, everything like that. But I do know there are a lot of things that happened to me personally because of my gender, because of what I look like, the way I present myself, that would never happen with a man. And even when I go on a date and a guy's like, oh, are you like really a sports fan? I was like, if a man said, I'm a sports reporter, you would never ask him that because you just assume he likes sports, right? Why can't, it's not like I, like, if you knew the sports industry, there's not that many women who are like, guess I'll just settle for this sports media career. Like there's not, <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those things that I'm constantly having to prove. But I love that. I love that I have to constantly prove people wrong. Those people who talk shit about me in Reno see me on television now and they feel like shit about themselves. And that sucks, but not really. You know, I don't really, it's just like, it's one of those things. So at the end of the day, let's believe women because it, we have it just a little bit harder. And, but also I don't like when there's this whole dynamic of, oh, it's so hard to be a woman in sports. Like we know that, but just do the work, do the yeah. work. And hopefully you work for a place. And I'm so lucky working where I do because anytime I've had a situation, they've handled it. Whether it was an inappropriate person on social media, a stalker, somebody was harassing me, they're amazing about it. And we don't always have that, but that's what I'm here for. Even if you don't know, there's, I'm always available and I can help you figure it out because there's ways around it. You know what I mean? And even if you just need somebody to talk to because I know it's difficult. And, um, but at the end of the day, the small short answer is, believe women because yeah. we have a lot of shit that we have to worry about already yeah absolutely and like you touched on continuously having to prove yourself as a woman in sports even if you work for NBC sports you still have to somehow prove even though your work speaks for itself but you've said before that you've worked for pretty much every baseball site imaginable do you think it's valuable for young journalists to kind of put work out there paid or unpaid for any site they can if they want to kind of like get somewhere in the industry Haley, that's an amazing question. Yes, it's my, my the number one thing that I always get because everybody asks me, how do you do it? You have to push out content on social media. You have to have, you just have to do it because A, it keeps you fresh, it keeps you relevant and it shows people what you're doing because there's so many people constantly watching and I don't even realize that sometimes. My agent will be like, hey, X, Y, and Z saw this article that you wrote and I was like, who, how did they even know? They're like, oh, well, they just have their way. So people are constantly watching. And, and that way, when you do get that job, since it is such a heavy, like, busy business, you're pretty much ready to go. Of course, every single website has their own ways, which can be a lot. But the, you can't teach the grind. And if the grind was there before you got hired, they're going to love that even more. You do have to know when to say no, which I definitely struggle with. But you also have to know that it, there's no, you can't stop. You can't 
we can't keep doing it. And like what happened with the Washington football team, they said, oh, there's so many people that would love to have this job. Well, yeah, we know that, but you don't have to actually say that. Like we all know that it's, it's a tough job and it's a lot of people's dream jobs. So you have to kind of do a lot of things like a out of your comfort zone. And a lot of times you do things you don't want to do. And it's just about being relevant. <clears throat> if you want to go on the radio, start a podcast, even just to listen to yourself talk in the, in the recorder is actually a really good exercise. Sometimes this is so embarrassing. I'll like have a couple glasses of wine and like, I'll go on YouTube and look up fake teleprompter stuff. So I'm just like practicing in my room with the teleprompter because I don't have a college education with this stuff. I kind of taught myself. So instead of taking journalism 105 or whatever, I just drank wine and read teleprompter stuff on YouTube. That's what I did. So it's just stuff like that. There's always stuff you can do or just like creating a website or there's so many things. Just make a damn blog or just create a journal about things you want to do. There's so many different forms of content that you can do go on Instagram live epic go crazy so just that kind of stuff amazing no I totally agree it's just you know nobody's gonna see your work you're not gonna work for ESPN tomorrow just because you like sports you definitely have to put the work in and but ESPN isn't the only route and it's like of course <laughs> yeah and that, that wasn't that was no disrespect to you that was just <laughs> saying like there's so many different things you could do like when I first got in the industry I was like oh all I'm gonna be able to do is a sideline reporting job which is not a bad job it's actually probably the most difficult thing I've ever done is the sideline stuff. But that was back when it was just Aaron Andrews, Bonnie Bernstein, and Linda Cohn. That was like it. And I was obsessed with Linda Cohn, so I was okay with that. Still am. And, um, and so that was fine. But there's so many things you can do. There are women taking over social media accounts, like NFL accounts and WNBA accounts and all these accounts. And Social media is huge these days. It's no longer, oh, an intern wrote this. Like legitimate people are behind those accounts and there's so many different things you can do and people want to start different startups for sports and everything like that. But I'm right there with you. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's like, all right, but it's a lot of bullshit, but sit down, let's have a drink and we'll talk about it. Because that's the one thing I say when they say, hey, how do I do this? I say, don't do it. And I want to see their reaction because if they're just like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, well. You don't want to do it. But if they're like, fuck you, I'm going to go do this. I'll be like, all right, what are you going to have to drink? That's, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite because I was that girl and I'm still that girl. And, and it's, and it's sometimes like, as much as it feels like work talking about it really helps too, because I'm like, oh, it's a long day, but then I'll come on here and stuff like, oh, that's right. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, but your passion clearly shows in your work, but you don't just cover baseball sport you love. You also cover other sports like basketball. Are there aspects of covering sports that may not be your favorite per se that you love when you're not covering baseball? Only because I get a little bit self-conscious. Um, and, and that's because I don't know the players that well. Like I could write an A's think piece on a player that I know easily. And, um, but that was what I, why I accepted the job at NBC is because I wanted that challenge. I, I wanted, and right when I got the job, the Warriors were heading to the finals and that was really cool to witness too. And so I guess that's pretty much it though. Cause I always find a way, I always figure it out. And I love asking questions and luckily I have a really good support system, even in baseball. Like, I think I know a lot, but you know, one of my colleagues that writes about the giants, he's old school. So even if I ask him something silly, He's just like, yeah, this is great. It's fine. And like, nobody makes me feel like an idiot because 
you're the most intelligent people. The reason why they got there is by asking questions, right? And we're not going to ever answer them if we're just like, oh, I think I got it. Like, just be bold and ask a question. Who cares? There's no stupid questions. And I know that because as many times I've led with this is a stupid question to a baseball player. He's like, no, no, like I get it. Like it's, it's fine. And, and all of that. So I think it's probably just that, or yeah, maybe just sometimes just worried, worrying that I'm not, or somebody's going to look at me and be like, what does she know? She only knows baseball, but that's also a compliment too. Like I only know another sport. That's not a bad thing to say. Like if like you're here, would you know what I would be able to do at, at, at the world series? No, probably not. But let's learn from each other. So I think that's probably the only, honestly, the only reason, or maybe I wouldn't know my way around an arena because I don't go there often, but that's, I'll f figure it out or, or I won't, like, I don't care either. If I like end up at like a snack bar and getting a pretzel and cheese, like I call that a okay. win. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, that's everything we had for you, but obviously, you know, podcasts are give and take. Is there anything you wanted to say to us? Um, you know, have fun with it because everybody has a podcast these days and I'm, I have two. So I'm allowed to literally say that, <laughs> but at the end of the day, authenticity is something you cannot teach. You cannot do that. And field Yates told me years ago, he was like, you just have to be yourself. And I was like, thanks field. Like, <laughs> all right. But it's true. The moment I stopped trying to be Katie Nolan or Sarah Spain. And I was like, Hey, maybe I'll just be Jess Kleinschmidt doors opened. And even my producer today, like I was being a little too reportery on my, my, my set yesterday, my segment, he was like, you did good, but like, ew, that wasn't you. And that's only because like, if I write a script, I'm nervous. I'm going to forget stuff. Cause as a reporter, you can't fuck up information. Right. Yeah. But I was just like going through it and he was like, you did good, but like, Jess, and I was like, yeah, I know. But like, and so it's all about you know, mastering it and stuff like that. Like, especially in this, like corked up, I can be a little more, even Bob talk, I could have a little bit more fun and, you know, just think outside the box too. It doesn't have to be sports 24 seven, because think about it this way. If you want to expand, you want to bring more people into it. Like I said, my number one goal, I want people who don't like baseball to still listen and read my stuff. That's what I want because you never know what the future holds. Maybe I won't work in sports forever. And, and I want people to be like, oh, I feel like she can transition really well. And, you know, have fun with it and create fun segments or just talk about how your day was or weird stuff that you see on social media because it's just anything that you think you're going through, somebody can relate to that. And you can't do that if you're trying to be somebody else. So have fun with it and be yourself and like things, and then work hard too, you know, and ask questions and beautiful things happen when you do all of that. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jess. You guys are so welcome. I really appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you so much to Jess for joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at KleinschmidtJD. She's amazing. Everyone should go follow her. Um, but speaking of baseball, because Jess works in baseball, there's been quite a few headlines in baseball this past week. Yeah, there, it's kind of hard to tell where you want to really start, to be totally honest. Um, <laughs> we can start anywhere. Let's start with the Marlins. Why not? Why don't we do that? We touched yeah, on we, a little bit with her, so. Yeah. So the Marlins had, what, 14 positive tests when it first came out? Yeah, 14 positive tests um, from athlete, like, players and staffers, and now the number's up to 18. Oh, goodness. 18, I believe, now. 
nuts absolutely wild um yeah now it's at 19 19 right Um, and then so they played philly when i believe right after they found out or right before they found out right before yeah yeah so then the phillies then i believe it was two staffers on the phillies yes two staffers got the virus so they canceled their meeting with jays which was supposed to be this pat like over this weekend um yeah double headers postponed um Someone mentioned that the Jays would – are they just going to play the Nationals again? But I don't think they're playing anything this weekend, are they? I, no, I don't think so either because – but then they said that the Phillies were going to play the Nationals and they got postponed and then it got taken off postponement. So they don't even know what they're doing, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then they uh, came out with an investigation that the players went out and that's how they got COVID. They went out in Atlanta, I believe. Ooh. Like – like I did, don't understand it at all. Um, people like, for instance, players like, oh, like we don't want to be away from our families, and I totally understand that. Like for how long? If they were in a hub, they don't want to quarantine that long. But do you not see what's happening? I'm sure your family would rather you come home safe and healthy than be getting COVID. Exactly, and like we've seen the players who opted out and said, like, you know what, I'm not doing this, which is more power to them. Do whatever you want. But you've mm-hmm. seen how well the other hubs have worked. Yeah. So, like, why why are you against it? Seeing the results of the other – the NWSL had an entire tournament that started in June, and they did yeah. not have one single positive COVID test. Not one. Don't mind me. I just moved my mic. But, um, no, exactly. And a big issue is, well, there's you have 60 games you have to play. There's how many teams, right? So, But if you broke it down, you could do three different hubs – you would have to have a place because you don't know whether depending, you don't want to have rain outs. So I actually looked up six parks that have retractable roofs that could have been an option. Rogers Center, Chase Field in Arizona, Safeco, Minute Maid, Marlins Park, and Miller Park in Milwaukee. So you're telling me that we couldn't have had, there's, there's six there. So three of them couldn't have been like a hub site. Yeah. Like I understand there's a lot of baseball, but I agree. Even if you have Make to break work? up divisions into two and why even, th- like, even three would be cool to break that. Like it would be kind of hard, but like something. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot of excuses at this point. And the fact that Manfred was like, you know, they've got to figure it away. It's like, you're the, you're the commissioner. You've like, got really to figure hope, it away. I really hope the commissioner takes Rob Manfred's advice. Yeah. Like, like what the, I hope he understands. Like I would just read that and I was like, sir, you literally have all the power. So I don't like, know what's going on here. I don't get it. Like you're seeing it's working right now. There's been nothing with the NHL. Nope. Nothing, nothing with the NBA, nothing with the WNBA. Nothing. So in, no hubs are hubs and they're working. So yeah. all the power to the hub makers. Yeah. We love the hubs, but, um, other baseball news. So the Dodgers played the Astros what day? Wednesday? Thursday? Oh my goodness. Wait, you say Thursday? No, it couldn't have been Thursday. That was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. All the days are the same these days, okay? Uh, this is the weirdest week of my life. <laughs> Truly. Um, um, yeah, I think it was Tuesday, actually. I think you're right. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with Tuesday. So I now, see, I can't remember now. Who is um, up to okay. bat? So it started in the bottom of the six, I believe. Yeah. And so Brigman was up. It was a 3-0 pitch. And then Joe Kelly of the Dodgers pitched the ball behind him. It was a 96-mile-per-hour ball behind, like, from behind his back. Didn't hit him, whatever. 
And then Carlos Cora went up and then he, I forgot what the count was on that, but he got a curveball to the head. He didn't get hit. He ducked, what have you. Um, so that all happened in Joe Kelly did the, mm, like, went cry about it. <laughs> I've seen in my life. But like, the thing is coming into the season, you had to know this was going to be a possibility. Of course. Like, I don't, I'm not defending obviously at the head. Don't throw at the head. The, like how we did with Bregman behind the back, that's better. But like at the head, a little, but yeah, what have you. Um, but yeah, then the bench is cleared after that. I believe Astros started walking over to the Dodgers bench. Yes. Um, so we're just forgetting there's a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely said just, screw the pandemic. We said we hate the Astros more than we hate COVID. So yeah, like <laughs> so. Yeah. What ended up happening with that is Joe Kelly got suspended. He wasn't ejected from the game. Let me just have tell you that. But yeah. he got suspended after for eight games, which would equal up to 22 games in a regular 162 season. That's and nuts. More than any player on the cheating Astros got. Yeah. And people said the Astros did face like, I forgot what the word would it, but they've had, they faced uh, that's I, god i'm so stupid um not actually i'm pretty smart but anyways um i love how i'm just hyping myself up now because i can't think um i know what you meant like coaches and gms got fired and things like that like they got fined without pay kind of thing like no player actually on the team had to take any games off so yeah my hands are really small in this video they didn't have to take any games off which is absolutely bold like you're rewarding them like you're just protecting them and at the end of the day they're the team like they still have the world like the world series trophy yeah if so they're la- like any kind of fine or any suspension they're laughing about it if they even had a suspension yeah for the players is- because they in the end you're playing baseball to win the world series and they already have it and it hasn't been taken away yeah like they should do it the way they do it in college where if you find out they're cheating you vacate the win so like technically yeah can you take the experience and the rings away no but like in the record books like that win is vacated exactly it oh god i yeah it's not gonna be the last time it's gonna happen at all it's just starting (laughs) yeah but it's it's nonsense and other nonsense that's happening in baseball is the cgi fans I don't. It was like my Sims were on like in a weird expansion pack. Literally, it was so weird. The thing that was getting me though, it's like there was different angles. They would show one angle and the stands were empty, and they would show another angle, and it's like these CGI fans being like, like it was, Ooh. it was yeah, because you could see like empty stands, but then you see the cardboard cutout, and then you see the like the, the CGI fans. So it's just kind of like you can what. Mm. <laughs> I said, I literally tweeted, I was like, it's like Toy Story. Like, the toys are like, <laughs> and then they start moving. <laughs> Truly. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. This isn't even news. I just need to get it off my chest because I can't stop thinking about it. Because whose idea was this? I just want to talk. <laughs> like, 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 who? the NBA, and if you look at the NHL right now, they have like these nice panels and like screens. Yeah. And- no, they put CGI fan. Like, I get if, like, a ball hits the screen, that's kind of whatever, but... Yeah. But I just, some, not, no CGI fans. And people liked it when that was... I found that weird. Yeah, I hated it. I hated every second of it. But, Imagine yeah, like... <laughs> no, well, I know my dad was saying to me that I guess, like, the NHL is putting in, like, the NHL video game noises into... Yeah. Them. I mean, that's whatever. 
let's do what you want. is whatever but like the actual viewing like randomly these random people it was weird because until i zoomed in i couldn't tell it through cgi either you were like people are there what <laughs> i know i was like what <laughs> pandemic hello <laughs> but anyways enough about baseball speaking of the pandemic both the like we said before the nba had literally zero cases for covid zero we love that for them not a ding we love the solidarity for the black lives matter movement that we're seeing in the nba everything is great the nba research has been amazing basketball's back we love that nhl just started today and let us just say the bubble is literally adult summer camp it's they have recess like i it's adult summer camp i can't believe it it really is. I mean, like, it's, we should have known with all the guitars coming off the bus. Well, we haven't even seen a guitar yet. We've only seen Joseph Wool from the, the Leaves playing a piano at the Royal York. Like, I'm that, <laughs> that's not enough. I want to see these guitars. Like, I've seen Holtby walking with a freaking guitar looking like Jason Mraz. Where is that? Like, literally. I just, or the video games, people literally, this is just shows that men of all ages, no matter what your profession is, like, Fortnite, Call of Duty is life because you see these guys with these big ass TVs like hauling them into the hotel. Like that's your priority. Uh, I yeah, <laughs> it. it's the content though isn't what I thought we were gonna see. I thought we were gonna see more honestly like the boys being boys stuff. But they're literally just I don't. They're kind of boring. <laughs> Honestly, too, now that, like, games have started and stuff, I feel like the content's going to be less, too, just because they're going to be tired, you know, and, like, just go back and go shower and sleep. The NBA was there for so long in their bubble before. I know. The NBA was there for, like, a month before they actually started playing. And NHL was, like, a week, and they're like, okay, you're, you're back. You're in. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But, yeah, games started today. It was a full today. week, actually. It wasn't it was even a full week. week? No, not even a full week. They arrived on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, literally, like, six days. And they're already back to play. The Blackhawks just beat the Oilers 7-4. to four. Yep, and then Canes beat Rangers. I forget what the score was, though. It was 3-1 when I last looked. I don't know what it would be now. Go with that. My cable cut out as per <laughs> usual, so I couldn't finish watching. Um, Belle, if you're reading this, please sponsor us because please. Jordan needs new internet and Rogers ain't doing the job. <laughs> you can make my <laughs> money because you steal my money. Literally <laughs> ridiculous. But um, anyways, so big news out of the NFL, nothing about the restart yet, but our boy Patty Mahomes, who is literally 24 years old, um, he is now a co-owner of the Kansas City Royals, which so is nuts just, to me. Let's just count Super Bowl champ, MVP. Was it his deal? Was that the biggest in sports history, I think? Yeah, his 40 mil, because he has like a bunch guaranteed, yeah. And then youngest co-owner, part owner of a team. Well, technically he's not the youngest because Serena Williams and Alexis yeah. Mohanian, their daughter, Olympia, yeah. um, is two years old and part owner of Angel City FC. So technically he, that's not correct, but... I'll go with he's the youngest that's bought it himself. Yes, because she, I, she yeah. obviously did not like go to the NWSL and was like... Gaga goo goo, like, yeah. like obviously, but technically, and also if you're thinking of like pro men's leagues, yeah, he is. Yes. This is a women's league. Regardless, he's still balling out at the age of 24 years old. I could never, my bank account could never. 
I couldn't even buy a ticket to a game to go. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like last year when I went to the Ohio State Penn State game with my sister for two tickets, it was $600. And I was like, but I still paid it because I wanted to go. (laughs) So Boo Boo the Fool, she here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, and then Mitch Marner, I believe it was this past week came out too, that he also bought into overactive media. Yeah, yes. overactive media. So they have professional Call of Duty and Overwatch teams. I don't know what Overwatch is. It's the I play The Sims. Overwatch is like kind of one of those games, I think. I don't know. I honestly, I tried to look up what Overwatch is and I don't understand. I watch weird, ga- not weird, but like I watch gameplays of like Noelle Miller on YouTube and that's yeah. the most I'll do that's not The Sims. Oh my god, the one where he's like doing Call of Duty with the wheel and he's like trying to win <laughs> and he's like, uh, Uber for Sam, Sam, uh, Uber for Sam. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I love that man. <laughs> I love Noelle Miller so much, but yeah, Mitch Barnard is another one. Yep. That, uh, yeah, literally our age has more money than I will ever have and is investing it well. So it's sad to see people like you see God doing it for others. (laughs) God, why can't you do that for me? (laughs) I'm in my parents' house right now. God, spare change? (laughs) Spare change for the poor, please. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's insanity, but good for both of them. If I ever come into money, I'll find some investment. I'll invest in women's sports. Ooh, I'll do softball. Oh, yes, professional women's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get the money first, but but yeah. Last but not least, the Southeastern Conference finally came out and said that they're going to play a ten-game season, conference only, starting September twenty-sixth. Which they were the <laughs> they were the last people to announce it. Every other league was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna play conference only." The SEC was like, "No." and now they're playing so that'll be interesting because I looked at the last couple seasons and teams like Georgia never had to play like Bama or LSU so that'll be interesting to see them and how that works out my argument of the Big Ten versus the SEC will finally come to fruition this fall because they have to play each other so this will be interesting when the pod gets to fall time and college football's on me in my final form like she's gonna evolve guys you don't even know like I'm trying to compare you to what you can, like, you know, like when Pokemon, like, level up, like, that's me. (laughs) Or, like, when my sim ages (laughs) from toddler to child, that's about it. That's me. Okay, you know, obviously, you play The Sims. I remember playing The Sims 1. I used to just open it and then close it because the Grim Reaper was always at my door, and I didn't want them to take the grandma. So I just would, like, open the game, the Grim Reaper would be there, and then I'd, like, shut it off. And I did that, like, as a child. I remember, oh my god, The Sims 1 was elite. It was honestly <laughs> it so was... elite. I remember coming home after, like, JK, <clears throat> like, god, 2001, maybe, whenever it came out. I remember coming home, and my cousins were over, and they were playing The Sims, and I'm like, what is this? I was so, like, <laughs> what staring mean? at the screen, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I see my face in the corner, that was scary, but... <laughs> I ended up then when I was around nine going garage sailing with my dad and I found all the Sims expansions. I bought them all and I had the entire Sims 1 collection. And let me tell you. That's amazing. That, mm-hmm, it was great. Oh, I love that. The expansions. I remember for the Sims 2, I had university 
And I loved that one. And then I had the pet one that you were allowed to get pets. Honestly, the Sims have a really good business model in the sense that like, yeah, you could have the Sims, but you also have to pay the exact same price for an expansion that does nothing but like give you dogs. But here you are. Here you are. Exactly. Well, I actually just had, I had Sims on this computer that I'm recording on as of two weeks ago. I love that. I I literally just bought a brand new expansion. I forget which one it was. I think it was restaurant dining. I love that. Um, Yes. I can't go restaurant dining here. (laughs) And I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I deleted it because it took up too much storage. So I know that's the one problem with the Sims computer games, especially now with like MacBooks and stuff have taken away all the disk drives. So you have to like download it instead of it just- literally goes like, <sighs> <laughs> that's what your computer sounds like. Seriously. Like I try to play one video game and my computer's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Stop, that was me trying to play American Truck Stocks. Remember, I, at the beginning, it's <laughs> of quarantine. I bought for $60 American Trucks uh, Truck Driver Simulator. I remember that. And you tried to make it work for like 20 minutes and then it wouldn't work. And then you were like, okay, I'm getting my refund. Yeah, I got a refund, but oh my God. Yes, I love that. Oh my goodness. I love gamer girls. Yeah, we're actually starting a Twitch, guys. So like and subscribe. <laughs> oh my goodness. This happens every time. Let me just go on with something totally random. That's you know that what's what makes us unique is that you never know what you're gonna get. The flavor, (laughs) the flavor, the spice. (laughs) God, I love it. Oh my goodness. Anyways, thank you all for joining us, and thank you again to Jess for joining us on the Ball Girls. We will see you all next time. Have a great week.